What's going on, guys? Brendan Burns here. And today's episode is actually a lesson that I taught my coaching group, one of the groups that I run. And I used to do a lot of one on one coaching. And over the years, you get to a point where that's not as scalable. And I made the switch over to preserving some one on one engagements with CEOs and pro athletes, but doing a lot more of the group. And it's interesting because group coaching, I thought, how can you charge a lot for this? It's a group setting. And so over time, we've actually morphed it into more of a hybrid model where you get paired with a coach, either me or someone from my team for one-on-one sessions, and you get a group experience and you get a course content library. And I've actually found that the group can be way more powerful than one-on-one. So that's just an aside. But I have a group for coaches, consultants, small business owners to grow, get more clients, scale. And this was the highlight lesson that I taught to the group last year. So it's now it's February, 2022, 2021. I taught a number of lessons. We meet twice a week. Sometimes it's Q and a, sometimes it's, I I do a training or teaching. And so this is one of the trainings that I taught last year on masculine and feminine energy. And I wonder why so many people it resonated with. And I think it's because a lot of people, especially in the marketplace and in business and coaches that I support are very disconnected from healthy masculine energy. And there's a big difference between masculine energy and being a man and feminine energy and being a woman, all men and all women have both masculine and feminine energy. And what I've noticed, and you'll hear it in the training, so I don't want to go on too long here, but many, many people, including my past self, disconnect from healthy masculine energy because they have some story associated with it, or they had a bad experience with toxic masculinity or unhealthy masculine energy. So if this training podcast riles you up, you disagree, you get upset, that's a good thing. Pay attention to that because that can mean, hey, this is something I need to hear. And I would encourage you to press ahead and keep listening and be open-minded because when I first heard this taught in about 2017, I didn't believe it. I thought it was all woo woo or it just wasn't real or relevant, but oh man, did I need to hear it. And I'm so grateful I've been able to step into my healthy masculine energy, which has been so beneficial. And it's equally important for me to stay connected to healthy feminine energy too. So without further ado, here is our most popular training from 2021 and go ahead, enjoy and um, have a great episode. See you guys soon. What is going on, guys? This is Brendan Burns, and welcome to The Brendan Burns Show. Join me as I interview, dissect, and share the stories of high performers who have created the life that they deserve on their terms. I sit down with speakers, professional athletes, and successful entrepreneurs from all over the world who have chosen to live a life of fulfillment and joy over status and money. In each episode, I share actionable strategies that you can implement in your life, plus inspiration along the way. So come join me for this episode of The Brendan Burns Show.
Today's lesson is on masculine and feminine energy. And I'll let Anthony just say something quickly about the importance, especially of bringing mask healthy masculine energy into your practice. You know, healthy masculine energy is, Brennan just said, some of you guys know, is the difference maker between closing a deal and not closing a deal, being successful and, and not being successful. And, you know, the analogy that I can, can give to you all for those who don't fully understand is, imagine the sales process is the road and you're in a car and you're traveling down the road. Do you want to be the passenger that doesn't get to choose which way you're going or how you're going? Or do you want to be the driver that will steer the car to get to the destination where you want to go? And so really what you want to do in the sales process, Michael, uh, not to call you out here, this is stuff we've worked on a lot, um, is you want to lead the conversation. You want to take control of it, not in a rude, arrogant manner, but you want to show a purpose. And one of the things you can do is ask very pointed questions, but also give very pointed answers. So an analogy that I like to use Brandon a lot is, uh, Brandon, uh, you know, thanks for getting on the phone with me. I, I want to send you my proposal. You know, when can I send this over to you? Are you free maybe next week or the week after? Um, and then, you know, we'll get on the phone again then. Yeah. Versus having a masculine energy saying, hey, Brendan, uh, I'm sending you over my contract. Uh, have it signed by 5 p.m. today and we're going to get started tomorrow. Yes. You guys and, see the huge difference here? Yeah. And, and so one of the things that Anthony said that's so good is, you know, you're getting in a car with your prospective client and they want you to drive. Like if you, they get in the car with you and then you're sort of submitting to them, they immediately lose trust and faith in you. It's like, how are they going to drive me through a coaching engagement if they can't drive me through this onboarding process? Now, everyone's different. So you're going to get on the phone with people who are very masculine sometimes, and they're going to fight you for the wheel and you got to fight them off and make sure that you have control of the call. But then you're going to get in the car with someone who's more feminine energy. And if you're not going for the wheel and you, you kind of force them to, because no one's driving, they're going to grab it and they're going to say, wow, I'm, I don't have trust in this person. And so I want to be led and they're not leading me. The feminine wants to be led and the masculine is going to fight to lead, but you have to push back and say, no, this is my car. If you want to be coached by me and the masculine energy will respect that and then hire you. So masculine energy is critical, but before we dive into all masculine energy, I want to put this slide up. And this is what I said, I'm going to send to you guys after, um, on the, on an email tomorrow morning is understanding there's four quadrants here. There's, there's masculine, there's wounded masculine, there's feminine and there's wounded feminine. And so Michael, I'll call on you for a second, just to, if you want to maybe share a little bit of the difference between like healthy masculine and uh, shadow masculine. Sure. Um, healthy masculine, I would say, um, is defined largely by its willingness and capacity to be consciously in a state of integrity, um, directed moving forward, um, eyes on the prize, kind of like you described, willing to take the wheel, not having to take the wheel, not like it's only going to be me who's driving. Um, there's an, a, an ability to adapt, an ability to work together in, uh, in balance and not just be in that unhealthy competitive aspect, which I guess we can transition right into the, the unhealthy aspects of masculine and what I've seen in the work that I do. It's that, that, that need to criticize, that need to compete uh, versus um, finding ways to be in collaborative spaces. Um, the masculine in shadow tends to uh, 
be a bit of that sort of old school calloused 1950s Marlboro man kind of thing. He doesn't really talk about his feelings. There's not a lot of connection to um, the emotional content of an experience um, and isn't able to navigate between, uh, I would say, directness in a healthy way, emotional content in a healthy way and his uh, unprocessed emotional experience or even the traumas or challenges that he's carrying. So, yeah, so that's really well said, Michael. Thank you. I, I think one of the things he's distinguishing is between being able to balance a healthy masculine with when appropriate, a healthy feminine. Uh, we don't want you guys to get on the call and just bulldoze people. Cause that's, that's the shadow masculine is the bulldozer, the critical, dominant, overly aggressive one. And part of being in the natural masculine is knowing when to step into the natural feminine to say, I'm going to be listening right now. I'm going to practice stillness and flow. And also part of your job when you're talking to prospective clients is to be a detective and try to really understand like this week and next week, I want you all when you're in your uh, calls, discovery calls with your prospective clients to be a detective and ask yourself, which energy do they need right now? Obviously, you want to predominantly be in the masculine as the leader towards um, getting them signed up for an engagement if they're a fit and you want them as a client, et cetera. But knowing during the conversation that right now they need me to listen or they need me to be a little receptive and it's okay to drop into that healthy feminine when appropriate if that's the energy that they need. And also knowing to bring it back to the healthy masculine of saying, okay, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, and you go from feminine to masculine by saying, now, um, can I tell you a little bit about how working with me looks like? And then stepping more into that, that leadership position. But what I want you guys to take away from this, this image is not only the difference between healthy masculine and being that overly pushy, abusive, um, unsupportive, wounded masculine, but also looking on the feminine yeah. side, because in my past, I used to be in the wounded feminine, passive, needy, scared, um, you know, overly sensitive, overly emotional. And when I was in the more of the feminine, I also was able to tap into the natural feminine, um, which can be a beautiful state to be in. But just pay attention to how you guys in the past, because we're drawing a line in the sand today, showed up in, in a wounded feminine of feeling powerless, um, you know, withholding, feeling needy, codependent, sensitive, et cetera. To me, it's, it's really about hiding and not having your voice. Um, so, so just look at that. And, and I want you guys to really digest this slide. And so, like I said, I'll email it out to everyone after. Um, but again, to Anthony's point, having that strength, that directness, that assertiveness is really going to be helpful in your process. And what I've noticed too, is it's a balance and, and out of fear of being that wounded masculine, I didn't step into the healthy masculine. So if anyone um, is feeling scared, I'm going to be too aggressive. Like I see that a lot where people aren't being healthy masculine because they're afraid they're just going to become a bulldozer. And that's not the case. Like there were times where I maybe went an inch over the line because I was practicing stepping into the masculine. But the analogy I always give is like when you play tennis, uh, it's much better to hit it out over the net and long than hitting it into the net. And I feel like when you're in that shadow feminine, you're just kind of hitting it into the net. You're scared, you're hiding, you're afraid. The masculine, you're going for the big shot. And if you go a little bit out, you say, whoa, did I get a little too pushy, too aggressive, too firm? Let me dial that back because we have to be respectful. And like Michael said, in integrity, 
but also at the same time being confident and strong because that's what people are attracted to and what they need. So like Anthony said, Anthony, say one more thing about like how we message people even on LinkedIn to get call set up. It's funny uh, you bring that up and this comes to a previous exercise. When we message somebody on LinkedIn, we don't say, hey, when are you available? We say, are you available today at noon? And, you know, some of you were, had trepidations about doing one of your homework assignments recently, which was to call people out of, on your network, get them on the telephone and do these sort of things. And we were really forcing you into a masculine move to go generate new revenue for your business. And that's where some of the trepidation comes from. You know, we're inclined to hide behind slide decks and all these other things, which is they're important things. But at the end of the day, this is a, a scenario that we wanted you to see that forces you into a masculine state of mind to go out there, to get hungry, to take charge and really generate revenue in your business. So back to what your question is, Brandon, we always say, hey, look, when are you free doesn't work for us. It's I'm calling you today at noon works for us and, and the results are there to prove it. Yeah. And, and that was a, a really challenging thing for me in the past because Anthony, I would go to Anthony and I would say, like the example I always give is getting Jack Canfield on my podcast, the guy who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. I met him at a networking event. He said he would come on my show. And then I was writing him these emails from more of a feminine or even a shadow feminine place of so appreciate the offer to come on the show. I was just wondering, I know you're busy. When might work? And Anthony was like, no, you're emailing Jack today. You're saying, Jack, uh, you like, you're coming on my show this week. And I was like, no, that's too much. But what we said was something like, Hey Jack, thanks in advance for coming on my podcast. Uh, when works better for you this Friday or next Friday. And then we got it scheduled. And so I, one of our clients very much operating from the masculine reaches out to people on LinkedIn and says, Hey, I have an opportunity for you. Uh, when would work better to discuss Wednesday or Friday? And so it's not like, are you open to a call? It's, it's being proactive and saying, hey, I'd like to serve you. And as such, when would you be more available to hop on the phone? So I want you guys to just look at these statements. Um, again, challenging your inner uh, beliefs. Because when I teach masculine and feminine energy, like the first time I went to an event and I heard this taught at a seminar, I didn't believe in any of it. I thought it was fake. I didn't think it was real. And to me, that was my resistance uh, to living so much in feminine and not in my masculine. Uh, so if anyone is like disagreeing, like, oh man, Brendan, your other calls were great, but this just doesn't resonate with me. That means this is the one you need to hear. So really try to lean into this one. Um, I, and I'll say too, the growth in our business has been extremely correlated to the development of my healthy masculine and feminine energies, but especially healthy masculine energy, which does not always serve me as a coach, by the way, because as a coach, you might really need to drop into the feminine and connect and listen and engage emotionally with someone. But in the sales process, having a healthy masculinity, which by the way, has nothing to do with being a man or a woman. It's just an energy that both sexes have in varying levels. It's not about man or woman. It's an energy and being able to step into my healthy masculine has been critical. But now I want to just show you guys quickly, um, why we show up inauthentically. So a lot of people, like I used to show up predominantly shadow feminine and then some shadow masculine, but why? And so it goes back to a key question, which is 
whose love did we crave most growing up between mom and dad or whoever raised you? And for me, it was my mom. And the next question, because she was less available and um, more distant, my dad was more there for me. So whose love did I crave more? Did I want? Did I need more? Did I not get? It was mom. Then I say, well, who did I have to be to get that love? So, and the answer was I had to be more feminine. So when we're five years old and we're not getting the love that we need as a human, we adopt and adapt to whatever our primary caregiver who's not giving us love um, needs us to be to get that love. And for my mom, she was super unavailable, but if I showed up in a feminine way, then she would connect with me more. So I, I left a lot of my masculine over here because it wasn't serving me to get the love that I needed. And I adapted all, and adopted all this feminine energy. But how did that impact how I showed up? Well, obviously I started to have this business and I was showing up super feminine, which was helpful in certain ways. Like I could empathize, I could connect. I had a lot of female clients who were mostly in their feminine energy, but I wasn't able to serve men. I wasn't able to be strong and direct in my sales process. And so it hurt me. And we'll talk about how to change, but I would love to call on someone right now and ask them how, uh, how this process has played out for them. So is there anyone um, who wants to do that? You can raise your hand or um, speak up. I just have an interesting story to share about that. So go ahead. My coaching process is a lot about visualization and it's a lot about um, like using metaphors and addressing kind of what shows up in the coaching process. And I, I have a lot of peer coaches that I, I work with and they do coaching on me and, you know, I do coaching on other coaches. And so my mentor in this coaching practice that I'm in um, she did a visualization process with me where she tapped into my kind of my higher self and she pulled a metaphor forward, which is a metaphor that I've been using for 20 years um, that I have my feelings locked in a black vault. And I didn't tell her that. And she, she, um, she said, I want you to open the vault and I want you to uh, turn the dial and open the door. I mean, it was a lo much longer uh, process than that, but I'm shortening it for the sake of brevity. Um, and when I opened the vault, I saw my masculine innocence in the vault. And she said she had to go through like bar, jail bars after jail bars after jail bars after jail bars just to get to the vault. So it's like really interesting how appropriate this this call is for me right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Samantha. I mean, have you noticed that you have this beautiful feminine energy and how bringing more masculine into your business and career will be helpful for you? Um, yeah, I think learning the difference between the shadow masculine and the healthy masculine, I think is the distinction that I need because I've been messaging people 
and just making an offer on the first message. And I'm realizing that that's not the right way to go. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's not even about mask. And that's obviously it is probably too masculine or shadow masculine, but also we don't make offers on any, and I was just talking to some people internally about this, but any persuasion, any sales, any, um, getting curious and, and seeing if there's an opportunity to work with someone always on zoom in person or over the phone, we only use texts or emails to, uh, get someone onto the phone is what we recommend. So, uh, leveraging LinkedIn messaging, text messaging, emails, Hey, it's been a while. Let's hop on the phone or, Hey, when are you free to hop on the phone? Let's catch up. And then once we're on these calls, then we're building that rapport because I've seen a lot of people. Um, try to sell in the past and I've tried to do it and un very unsuccessfully. And, and ju I'll just say one other thing, which has been really helpful. Whenever you get a long email from a prospective client with a lot of what ifs, a lot of questions, a lot of, uh, objections, I always just get them on the phone because that'll be a much easier way. Cause you can hear their tone. I mean, Anthony, right. You talked about this, like you can hear their human tone, right. And their emotion and whatever fear that they're facing. And you can help allay those fears. 100%. And the worst thing you want to do with the prospective client is start email battling back and forth, get them on the phone and get to the point. And that's a very masculine thing. Yeah. But then to your point, Samantha, okay, maybe it's the shadow masculine of like the too much with like putting the offer in their face. And so that would be a good adjustment to let, you know, step back and wait till you're on the phone with them to make the offer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Good. When mm -hmm. you learned how to be shadow masculine and battle with your mom, we then get really scared about masculine and we don't understand what healthy masculine looks like. Like my, for example, my father had problems with anger. And so I said, well, I'm never going to get angry or I'm never going to be, you know, forceful in even a healthy way because I don't want to be like, you know, David, like, I don't want to be like my mom. So I'm never going to be aggressive, even though there's healthy ways to be assertive without being aggressive. My dad, on the other hand, was in, in, in his own unhealthy feminine. Too. Well, it was, he was more feminine than masculine. So I didn't have a model for that either. So. Mm -hmm. so a lot of what we're talking about here is we don't need you to do intense, deep dives therapeutically into your past, but like David, identifying where it came from, making a decision that I'm going to change it and, and just acknowledging also like David, for you, how has hiding impacted your coaching business by adopting that shadow feminine? And what do you want to do differently? Huge. Well, that's why I hired you guys. I mean, this whole hiring process of you is a lot of fear came up and uh, I knew it was time to step through that. So that, that, uh, you know, part of what I invested in was to step through that. And, and a lot of the coaching I've gotten from you and Anthony has been to show up and be more direct. And uh, I, I, I had a Monday, I had a Monday yesterday where I was coming into the week and I was totally freaking out. I wasn't taking any action until about two o'clock in the afternoon. I was doing everything to resist action. And then I ended up taking some action and that opened something up. Right. And today I'm doing a lot better. Right. Uh, getting two, two new clients doesn't hurt, but you know, it, it, uh, I'm seeing that. This is, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a process of, of leaning in, but also leaning in in a way doing it well without overthinking it, you know, going to what you and I talked about Anthony, but it's also about leaning in and getting into a, a pattern of taking action every day. 
which is more healthy masculine and not worrying about necessarily the outcomes of it, just taking the action and allowing it to show up. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just uh, just real quick, group. David and I had a, a brief phone conversation and, uh, you know, it was great. I, I love getting the call. We, we chatted for a while and I said, you know what, David, just don't think about the conversation. Just have a conversation. You guys are all smart. You guys are all uh, personable. You have all the skills you need. We just need to get you out of your heads and your businesses will flourish. Yeah. And here's just an example, like healthy feminine energy. We had a client who um, needed to leave. She really wanted to leave a day job and become a coach. And through that process, a lot of emotion came up. So in the actual coaching session with her, I we created a really safe space for her to be vulnerable and open. And I was listening deeply and with compassion. And like Michael was saying earlier, being able to go back and forth and really balance the energies is a really powerful skill. And one thing that I'm personally working on right now, cause I've done all this masculine energy work and then I kind of forgot about the healthy feminine. So thank you, Shannon, for bringing some amazing healthy feminine energy back into this company is I'm working on that myself also of how can I go back and forth between the two? And that requires physiological changes in our body. So I will actually, I have a song that's really good at helping me get into my feminine energy because I know that if I'm just masking all the time, like for example, if you're in a relationship with a feminine woman and you just come out of the workday and you're like super assertive direct, like, and you can't get into your healthy feminine to be actively engaged and listen to them, um, you know, you're going to probably butt heads and create some conflict. So being able to go back and forth is a really powerful skill. Um, and what I want to show you now is just some ways to get into your healthy masculine. And the first way I just want to say, besides all these things, is um, creating a group of other humans that you can spend time with who are True. living and embodying their masculine um, is critical. So one thing that you guys can all do either right now or after this call is write down the five people that you're best friends with or that you spend your most amount of time with and just write down what energies they are. And I'm not saying like, don't hang out with women anymore. Don't hang out with feminine people anymore. But I'm just curious, do you have healthy masculine people in your lives that are having that positive influence on you? And Anthony was probably the first major um, masculine energy person that I invited into my life. And by that friendship developing, I was able to bring that on. And so that is a huge thing that I would consider is getting into your community, getting out into different friendships and relationships, and even thinking about people you might have used to be friends with. Because David said something before, he said, it's, it's fear. Fear gets in the way of us tapping into our masculine for a variety of reasons. We don't want to bring up traumas from the past. We're afraid of being shadow masculine. Sometimes people are scared of being masculine because they're afraid they're going to hurt people, either because they don't understand that healthy masculine is okay and that other people can set boundaries around that, or they think they're out of control and that by being masculine, they're gonna lose control and then step into that shadow masculine. But I, I just wanna say like really learning how to um, engage into your healthy masculine can be worked through who you're surrounding yourself with and put, getting out of your comfort zone. Cause if you're feeling more safe in the feminine or shadow feminine, um, people who are more masculine are gonna feel a little unsafe or a little scary to be around. And so this week, I want you guys to get out of your comfort zone and think about who's a healthy, strong, masculine person, man or woman, that you could go spend some time with and pay attention to any discomfort that comes up. 
Um, and I want to also quickly call on Will because I know Will has done a lot of this work and uh, I know you were really in your masculine a lot when you worked in financial services and you're looking to tap into that now with your coaching business and you've done a lot of this work. So I'm just curious if you have any either reflections or um, ideas on how people can step more into the healthy masculine. Yeah, I think the first step is just the awareness, right? Is questioning and watching yourself um, and seeing how, like you said, how you show up. To me, if in a conversation, I want to dictate the conversation, I'm, I'm aware that I'm showing up and trying to force a result. Whereas if I'm more willing to listen and then respond when it seems appropriate, that creates a balance. So to me, it's just always being aware of silence, I think is a great, is a great tool to use, especially in conversation or relation with other people is how do I, am I feeling like I need to control the conversation or am I feeling like I've got something of value to provide? Um, so I think that for me, that's been really helpful. Yeah. I saw Anthony nodding his head on the silence part because that is, so, I'll let you talk in a minute, Anthony, about that, but I'll just say first, when you're having conversation with someone and they ask you how much your coaching costs, but first of all, before I even get to that, like I've played around with healthy silence to you know, you have the call, you've talked about what your program is. I like to just play around with kind of being quiet and seeing if they're actually interested in moving forward and practicing silence and then letting them ask me how much it costs. And then when I tell them the financial commitment, again, you can either go to, does that work for you or into the silence? And that's the discomfort of the letting go of control. And so Anthony, if you want to say something about how powerful that silence can be. Yeah, Will, I couldn't agree with what you said more and very well said. Here's what I'll say about silence. In communication, silence is probably the most loud thing we could we could say. Yeah, that's that's silence so good. Is, is really loud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the things really, if you're running a, a sales call or discovery call the right way and you went back and watched the recording and let's say it's an hour long call and you recorded how long you talked for, it should really be what, 10 minutes, like quick intro. Then you're asking questions and listening the whole time. And then depending on how many questions they have about the program, that's when you can be more vocal, but really you're, you're steering the ship, like you're driving, but that doesn't mean you're talking a lot. And I always say, be interested, not interesting. If you're talking a lot or talking too much, they're getting bored. Like we're here to serve them and serving them comes from that active listening place. And it's a shadow masculine behavior to try to control the situation. So thank you for sharing that, Will. Now, other ways to get into masculine. Like I said, I think one of the most powerful and the quickest way to do it is to really surround yourself with healthy masculine people. Um, but other things that I like to do, um, blasting music, lifting weights, uh, you can do a confidence meditation, a strength meditation, pump up music, power pose. I've seen guys roar like lions. There's a lot of different things, but the first thing is like, let me just ask you guys all. And I want to see everyone, everyone sit. If you were sitting more in your masculine, how would you sit? How would you change your shoulders? How would you change your posture? How would you change? Um, all that. Now from that place, raise your hand. If you feel like it's easier to be more assertive with someone. 
right? Now, how would you guys sit if you were in the more feminine where someone was being really vulnerable and you needed to, to really listen to them and hold space? Mm-hmm. Now go back to the masculine. So the first thing that you guys can do when you're having a conversation or you're about to get on a sales call, I've told clients before, do 10 push-ups, jump up and down on a trampoline, blast music, get into your masculine. Even when I know I'm about to approach a difficult situation with a person, I'll tighten my core, like my abs, and I will physically prepare myself. Like think about when people had to go to war, like they would clench their muscles, their fists. I'm not saying go into attack mode, but physiologically change your state. And and like, even like everyone right now, just like put your feet on the ground, like really ground your feet and feel it from the bottom of your heel through your shins, calves into your thighs right now. Put your hands on your thighs and feel those muscles. Again, we're not bulldozing anyone. We're not here to push too hard. But just think about if you can physically change your state, how this could impact your ability to be the driver and to take someone on a journey where they need to trust you more and how that'll impact you and them. And then also being able, so everyone go back to the feminine, being able to step back into the feminine, they need your heart. They need you to listen. They need um, to feel safe to express their feelings. So it's a dance. But typically in the discovery calls, and certainly when you're leading them into your program, you get more into the masculine. And it's a, it's a dance. Michael, how is that for you, knowing you do a lot of this work, but just even experiencing that right now? Yeah, it's the simplest thing in the world. It's like learning a language, I'd say, um, or a language underneath a language. It's more like like a hidden thing. It's like when I first started learning NLP, it's like, wait, this is right here anyway. So just in that, you know, one of my teachers said that, you know, to the degree you can change your posture and your breath as a man, you change your entire relationship to the world. And that's been the <clears throat> quite the crucible for my own work and how I help men show up more. It's just, just that postural adjustment, just recognizing that, like you said, in the gym, lifting weights to train our biceps, we can train those energy circuits in our body and just become more aware of it and use it as a tool, use it for, um, use it in integrity and use it, be, be energetic, energetically agile because, you know, I can use my feminine and a woman can use her masculine and everybody can use all of this. So it's like, yeah, it's like a superpower in a way, once you kind of get it and it's so simple, it really is. So Mm -hmm. now you've had tremendous growth in your practice and how you've shown up with people. Um, but I know you're also still pushing through that next level. So what's coming up for you that's your growing edge, either with masculine feminine energy or just kind of in general. Yeah, thank. It was great to hear you, David, share a bit about your um, your past with your mom. There's a lot of that with me and my mom. So there was this sort of um, shadow feminine aspect of of that I was raised in. And for me, growing up, feminine was much more natural for me to be in Hello? as a musician and and all these other spots. Hello. Oh. Hey, Ryan. Can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. There was just some noise in your background, just FYI. Okay. I'm, I'm not even moving. Sorry about that. No, no worries. No worries. Um, go ahead, Mike. It might have been Keith, too. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, he was yeah. on mute as well. All good. 
Um, no, no. Um, sorry, can you represents to the last thing I? Yeah. I just so said? Um, basically, what I'm I'm curious about is where is this still showing up in your business? Because we're all going to the next level. I could talk about where I'm still. Like for me, one thing is actually too much masculine and losing out some of the feminine that some of my prospective clients needed in some of these discovery calls. So what's your growing yeah. edge with this? Yeah, no, there's a part of me that feels like when I'm in my integrated masculine, it actually feels like shadow. It feels like there's, it's like a false positive in my system where when I'm being assertive, when I'm telling people what to do in a good way, when I'm going for clients, when I'm, you know, reaching out this week and um, kicking ass and taking names like Amanda's been doing um, these last couple of weeks. There's a part of me that feels like I'm somehow wrong. Like there's somehow, especially being a big guy, six foot five, all this kind of, there's a part of me that got trained to feel like that type of energy from me is somehow bad, is somehow wrong. So it's been like an unlearning process, even as I teach this, even as I'm as enmeshed in this work as you can get. Um, yeah, my journey has been to really trust that in those moments where I feel like, ah, this is, this is too much. Um, it's actually, it's actually correct. So sort of calibrating my, my one that more masculine side of the equation. So yeah, to the degree I can reach out and make those calls, be direct, know what I'm selling and believe in it. People, so why, people so why when you go into that moment of like, you're being healthily masculine and assertive and that fear, whatever is coming up for you, what is coming up and what's the deepest incorrect belief around that? Why, like, why is there a programming that you think it's bad? Are you scared you're going to hurt someone? Is it guilt? Mm -hmm. Something else? Yeah, it's very, it's a very visceral reaction in my body. It's very much an emotional sensation that I feel like I'm, I'm asking for too much. I'm pushing. Um, it feels very unsafe. Even it feels like there's even a part of me that doesn't believe that I at its deepest level, am capable of sustaining myself in the world. That's like the part of me that's addicted to mom energy and sort of needs that feminine to do things for me as, uh, you know, there was, was a bit of that in my relationship early that or with my, with my parents, that was, I think, set a precedent. So yeah, it's like, there's been a lot of work to unlearn that and unlearn that in my body, but trust that this framework is an integrity uh, that the framework with which I'm moving forward is lined up. And then there's a bit of just having to be in the discomfort of it and just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And as I've continued to do that, it's gotten easier and easier. It's still not completely a, you know, a day in the park, but I don't know that I want it to be, you know, it does, I want it to be important. I want it to feel intense because I'm presuming to be able to change someone's life and, and uh, have them give me money to do that. And, I have to trust myself. So it's, it's good. There's a part of it that feels healthy in a way. So I'm, I'm yeah. finding the Yeah, balance. no, that's super helpful. I mean, one of the things I want to point out for everyone is physiologically, as you guys push yourself to that next level of saying, I am capable of being a steward of your life. And so give me thousands and thousands of dollars of your money and give me your time and trust in me. That can be a very scary thing to step into and what you really need to do to be able to step into that is feel confident in your own abilities to guide people through this, whatever your coaching program or services look like. And so attacking those incorrect beliefs that were instilled in us at a young age, mom wasn't there for me. Dad wasn't there for me. Well, before you're five, your brain doesn't even have the capabilities to um, 
correctly identify that it's not about you. It's about their problems and their unavailabilities. So we take on a belief of, I am not enough. I am not worthy. There's something wrong with me. And then now, you know, anyone can go out and sell water bottles or cameras. But then when we start to sell our coaching services, we confuse our services with who we are. And so then all this emotion comes up around, oh, how worthy am I? How valuable am I? And, and what Michael said, which I've done, and Anthony can res- <laughs> uh, affirm, is I have had physical um, discomfort, shaking, uh, really like just all that stuff come up. And so pay attention to any physiological responses that you're noticing in your body when it comes time to go for that sale and be direct, like that person wants you to sell them, they want to buy your coaching. And then you um, either like give into their first objection when they're really just testing you to see how much of a leader or strong you are. And if we collapse, pay attention to that and just learn from it. And sometimes it's just as easy as saying, well, you know, I need to just say this next time. But other times it's going inside of ourselves and taking a minute to breathe and journal and do the, like, I'm going to send you guys a great meditation for this week and do that and say, Hey, what's inside of me that needs to have a a little bit of a shift. And if I can say anything else too, it's that it does get easier over time. And it's really just about stepping in and doing something that you don't even believe you're capable of. And then it happens. And then every time it gets easier and easier. And then eventually you wind up uh, hosting a room, teaching everyone else how to do it, which I know you guys are all getting to that place. And you're going to be able to get to the point where this is a skill that you're all developing right now. You're not becoming coaches for coaches. You're becoming experts in sales, marketing, masculine and feminine energy. And you're building more skills that you have in your toolkit that you can then go help other people with. Asking ourselves, like, why do we stay out of that healthy masculine? And why do we stay out of the healthy feminine? And what you'll see on every bullet point of both slides is, is this fear. And so we got to go after that fear head on and say, I am not willing to stay where I've been over the past however many years or decades. I'm ready for something different. I want to step in, you know, if it's someone who's in their masculine, how can I tap into healthy feminine so that I can, you know, acquire those types of clients. If it's someone who's in the shadows on either side, how do I step into the healthies? What fear do we need to confront and face head on and push through to get to the other side so that we can be that person? Because so many coaches say it's, uh, I'm not in the right network. I don't have the right events to go to. I'm not getting the right call set up. I'm not in the right marketplace. But the reality is it's all inside of us. The minute we change who we are, the minute a lot of things stop mattering. Now, if you're in Myanmar or Bangladesh or Poland, although that's more of like a Western European country, but if you're somewhere where there's just no money and no opportunity, that's different. But everyone here lives in the United States or Western Europe. So we have to say, it's not the economy, it's us. And we have to look in the mirror and say, what do I need to do to step more deeply into that healthy masculine, to step more deeply into that healthy feminine? Why is healthy feminine scary? Uh, more emotions come up. So many emotions that can be painful and overwhelming that we don't want to face. That's why people, um, a lot of men especially, will just be doing constantly and they never want to talk about their feelings or their emotions because they're scared of facing that pain. But if you can't tap into your healthy feminine, then you're not going to be able to relate with your clients on an emotional level and you're not going to be able to serve them in powerful ways. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. If it's your first time here, please make sure to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or in Spotify. 
Also, please leave us a rating or written review. This helps others learn about the show and spread the word to new and more people. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.